Welcome to Day 2 Cloud. You know how when you create a VPC in the cloud, it's a pretty simple thing. A few drop-downs and clicks and you're there. Not a bunch of nerd knobs and questions you're not sure how to answer. What if you could bring that DevOps-friendly, easy-to-use experience on-premises? That is, make your local network as easy for a DevOps-minded human to consume as a public cloud VPC. Our sponsor today is Netris, and they are delivering exactly this experience. And our guest is Alex Serian, and he's the CEO and founder of Netris. Alex, welcome to the show. If you would, give our engineering audience the 10,000-foot view of Netris. Just a few sentences. Describe what Netris is all about. Hi, Ethan. Hi, hi Ned. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Very excited to be on one of my favorite shows in the <laughs> industry. I'm a former network engineer. Like many of you guys, I, I started from configuring you know, Cisco devices, network devices using ConfT and like storing IP information in spreadsheets. And then over time, I've learned programming, started to try uh, you know, auto automation, then embraced SDN and APIs over the time. But you know, cloud kind of changed the way we, we think about infrastructure in terms of in public cloud uh, infrastructure services are, are kind of self-serviced. So you, uh, like Ethan described really well, in public cloud, you just uh, developers, DevOps engineers, NetOps engineers, infrastructure engineers, they just go to public cloud, they create a VPC, they throw a bunch of EC2 instances or Kubernetes cluster applications, they throw all that into the VPC and it's ready to work. Now, why? When we think about on-premises or when we think about a bunch of metal servers somewhere in a in a data center, the experience shouldn't be any different, should be the same. And thinking of networking, what, what we have to provide that experience? And we can't provide that experience with the CLIs and automation, no. Industry-wise, we have seen software-defined networking, but like, can DevOps engineers self-service through service software-defined networking or through even intent-based networking, that's not, I would afraid to let DevOps engineers go on self-service using any of these platforms. So what DevOps engineers need, they, they need exactly the VPC, something which takes, you know, understands uh, applications, can talk with the compute platforms and behind the scenes can provide uh, the networking. So what Netris is, Netris is a software that is uh, purpose built to automatically run uh, networking and provide users with a cloud-like user experience. So our users can use Terraform, can use a very simple web console and feel like they are using public cloud, but on-premises or in their own environment. So you mentioned software-defined networking along the way, Alex. So would you say Netris is software-defined networking or would it be intent-based networking or maybe it's neither of those, really? Neither of those. I mean, software-defined networking and intent-based networking, these two technologies, they, they exist for a reason. They are really good for servicing traditional data centers, for servicing uh, telcos, in, internet providers. Uh, but not for cloud native use cases, because the key, the key 
thing is that in cloud native environments, DevOps engineers, they need to self-service. They need to be able to request network resources immediately, not ask a network engineer to create something, not ask a human to configure something, but to get their load balancer up and running immediately, get their VPN connection up and running immediately. That's kind of the key difference between key requirement that cloud native situations bring in. So it feels like then Netris is more about the consumption model. Is that that the right way to categorize it? Yeah. Consumption, self-service. Now there's already tools out there uh, that exist from the major network vendors that would allow for some level of network provisioning. I mean, Juniper, Cisco, Arista, they all have some tool out there to manage networking. What is different specifically about Netris versus these other network provisioning tools? That's a good question. So let's break this down into, I I like to think about this in in few types of tools that you've mentioned. There is one category where network vendors, they would kind of map device by device configuration into Terraform, kind of like one-to-one thing, which is kind of, you still do the same but using different tools. So they change the tool, but they don't change the amount of input that the user needs to provide to get thing working. Mm -hmm. And there's this other category, which is SDN and intent-based networking, like Juniper has this product called Abstra, right? Which is a good example of intent-based networking, or Cisco has Cisco ACI, you know, SDN example. Again, all these things, if we think about it from NetOps engineer perspective and DevOps engineer perspective, how easy or hard it is for NetOps engineer to use, manage, operate these products, and how easy and hard it is for DevOps engineer to consume services that these products create, vendor provided, you know, Terraform type configuration or vendor provided intent-based networking or you know SDN type configurations. Those are really good for network engineers. They make things better for network engineers, but they don't contribute much to DevOps experience. There's nothing that DevOps engineers can use immediately without going through kind of specialized network engineering type learning. What network engineers want They know how to use AWS, right? They know how to use Google Cloud. And VPC experience in these two, and actually all cloud providers, is pretty much the same. They just want to replicate the same experience. And it is up to network engineers to provide that experience. Because for us, network engineers, DevOps engineer is like our customer. Hmm. They need that experience, and we need kind of take their requirement, what they need, what DevOps engineers need, and kind of engineer it back to technology to provide them what they need, what they want. And we need tools for this, and we can do this with traditional tools. That's why we have created Netris. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. The NetOps is responsible for providing sort of an abstraction layer to the DevOps persona. And, and you've mentioned these two personas a few times, the NetOps person and the DevOps person. Where does the line of responsibility or the, the scope of responsibility lay for those two different roles? What is the NetOps responsible for and what is the DevOps responsible for? In cloud-native situation, 
which can be a little different from traditional data center, doing this on premises, right? Not specifically in public cloud, because it's a little different. In public cloud, some functions are handled by the cloud provider. Like cloud provider takes care of your hardware, of your switches and routers. They do exist, but they are hidden somewhere under the hood of cloud provider. When you do this on-prem, your network engineers are responsible for this. Mm. Network engineers still need to decide which hardware to buy, how to connect them, how to configure them, what to run on top of this hardware, how to connect with the upstream providers, how to connect with the carriers, how to connect with IXPs. This is part of the NetOps engineers' responsibilities that are kind of similar to traditional data center. But the key difference is that Whatever they do and plan, it needs to be done in a way that DevOps engineers will be able to consume in similar way that they consume in public cloud. So kind of DevOps engineers need to provide with this user experience, mm. cloud-like, VPC-like user experience that DevOps engineers will consume. So whatever technology they are using to manage their switches and routers and load balancers and the whole network, that technology needs to be ideally fundamentally created providing this experience. So would you say then the NetOps team probably installs Netris and maybe builds some sort of a service catalog that then the DevOps folks are going to consume? Or would the DevOps team actually be buying and installing Netris? So most of our customers they are either born in cloud and they are on the way to go hybrid and they are building their private infrastructure. So these are usually, you know, startups or former startups, cloud born and grown up. Or those are large enterprises like government type enterprises that have large, large network and they're not going to rip off their network. No, they just need a little uh, cloud native island in their enterprise network. In both cases, the idea is that they are building some kind of new piece of network or some, some new data center. And in both cases, it usually starts with the planning by network engineers. So they go to whiteboard, they draw their topology, they probably have some IP addresses, they may need to kind of pull that spreadsheets of IP addresses to kind of picture what they have and what they are trying to achieve. Then they order hardware, they prepare the rack, maybe they're renting a call of space, they get power, they get cooling. And even before they rack and stake hardware, the first thing that they need to do is to rack and stake for one, one server, one, one unit server for Netris controller. So network engineers, NetOps, they install Netris controller, uh, which is very easy. It's just one-liner command. They copy and paste pre-installed Linux system. It brings up Netris controller. And then they connect a management internet connection to Netris controller so they can access it. And then they need to translate the drawing on the whiteboard. So the topology that they are planning to put together, they need to translate that information into Netris. We have this easy tool where they kind of drag and drop and kind of draw that topology. Hmm. They need to copy and paste their IP information from spreadsheet into Netris. And now when Netris knows your IP addresses and your topology, your data center person can look into Netris GUI and connect switches the way 
it, it is described on Netris. When it's connected, uh, the operating system can be installed on the switches. Netris agent will communicate with controller and will, you know, generate configuration on the switches. There is no need to kind of touch and change configuration of the switches by network engineers. It's all done by, by Netris agent. So network engineer's job is to get that switch fabric up and running, get Netris softgate nodes, which are Linux machines with the DPDK acceleration that do load balancing, border gateway functionality. They do network address uh, translation functionality. They do VPN. So network engineers get the switch fabric. They plug in a couple of uh, softgate nodes just the just machines for network functions. And when then that is done, they plug into either directly into upstream providers. Netris Softgate can you know, take full routing table and terminate upstream providers or internet exchanges locally. Or if they are building a little island as a part of enterprise, plug into that enterprise network. Either way works. Now, when that part is done, Network engineer's main job is done. Network engineer then can delegate uh, network resources to infrastructure ops and DevOps. So network engineer will go to IPAM and will say, these blocks of IP addresses I'm delegating to my infrastructure ops, to my DevOps engineers, they can do whatever they want. These other blocks are reserved for network. No one can touch them. Mm. Same for switch ports. They go to switch ports. They say this amount of ports on all switches are delegated to DevOps engineers. They can do whatever they want. That way, network engineers kind of safely delegate control over the network to infrastructure ops and DevOps people. Now, when infra ops and DevOps people, they log into Netris console, they're going to see a lot less knobs. They're, gonna see, they're not going to see network topologies. They're not going to see upstreams. They're going to see only things that are relevant to them, very similar to VPC in public cloud. In their view, it will be a system that magically has internet connection, and they only need to <laughs> create a new thing, new VPC, new virtual network, and plug their application platforms. Okay, so I think I have a pretty firm idea of where the separation lies between what NetOps is doing and, and the DevOps and infrastructure ops folks are doing. And NetOps is really, they're setting up all the network in the background and then providing this uh, abstraction and sort of guardrails around what the DevOps folks can do. Now, I want to back up to the part where you racked and stacked hardware, because that's probably a pretty important part. There's a lot of different networking hardware vendors out there and different software, network operating systems. I'm curious, what platforms does the Netris uh, solution currently support? For the physical switches, we currently support open networking switches. So switches that can run Cumulus, that can run Sonic, that can run uh, just uh, Ubuntu Linux with the switch dev driver. For a soft gate, it's just a Linux machine with a SmartNIC card. We currently support Ubuntu Linux. At this stage, we are not super focused on supporting more hardware platforms because our main focus is 
user experience. But on the hardware, we are using standard networking constructs. Things that Net Netris agent configures is just BGP, VXLAN, eVPN. We don't use anything proprietary. Hmm. Everything is standard, everything is open. So basically, whenever timing is right and business reasons are right, we can relatively easily integrate with other switch vendors. That's one. But even more, we can integrate with the switch fabric vendors. And what I mean by that is like in some data centers, like, Equin like let's take Equinix Metal as an example. They have this fabric that they provide to their customers. Like as a Equinix Metal customer, you can request physical servers and they have API and console where you can request Equinix to provision you a layer two networking. Now, this is not a VPC, but it's a layer two networking. And for us, Netris, that is a fabric. It's like a one large switch, largest, like a switch fabric. So we don't necessarily need a switch. We can use something like Equinix Fabric 2. Hmm. So Netris user in, in Equinix environment would just install Netris SoftGate on one of uh, Equinix provided machines and would use Equinix Fabric as a layer two kind of provider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've actually, I've used the, the Equinix Metal platform to do uh, a few different projects and the networking constructs they provide to you are fairly primitive. You said like it's down at layer two uh, and then on top of that, I was able to install software-defined networking solution. In this case, it was VMware. So, you know, it was uh, their NSX product. But the fact that they gave me access to that lower primitives let me do that. It sounds like same thing with Netris. If I wanted to consume Equinix Metal and then provide that DevOps experience to the folks in my organization, I could build it on that. Yeah, and to your point, that's actually a very good example. You can use some kind of layer two fabrics, something that provides layer two, and you can bring in VMware NSX, for example. VMware NSX makes a lot of things easier, but it's still not a VPC experience for DevOps engineer. It's or, not. <laughs> yeah, because like if you run multiple platforms, how do you network these platforms together? If you run multiple locations, multiple regions, how do you connect these multiple regions together? If you run, uh, you know, your, let's say you run VMware cluster and you run Linux cluster, you run Rancher cluster, how do you control, you know, access be between these different networks? And there are no, you know, easy ways for doing this. Of course, you can, you know, engineer things, you can you can install a Linux router. You, you can always create kind of custom engineering. That's, that's always possible. But when we are speaking about DevOps experience, when we are saying network engineers need to provide this experience to DevOps, they understand VPC. And VMware NSX is not VPC. So if I'm bringing Netris into my environment and I want to use it as part of my like, infrastructure as code stack, would I use Netris as a replacement for something I might be using today? Like if I'm using Terraform today, am I going to replace that with Netris? Or is there some other format I'm using to configure my networking gear? Like at the physical or the layer two level, what am I using to actually push configs out to, to switches and routers? So the way it works, little software agent runs on switches and Netris softgate routers. The agent does the configuration how people tell Netris what to configure. So all, all the interaction by NetOps engineers and by DevOps engineers 
All interaction happens between human and Netris controller. So Netris controller has web console similar to public cloud, but besides you can also configure Netris using Terraform. We, we have Terraform provider and our Terraform provider is different from traditional network vendor provider because traditional network vendors, they would map networking detailed specific networking constructs like VLANs, like port configurations, like protocols to Terraform. We, we call it like a one-to-one mapping. In Netris Terraform provider, it's not like that. It's more like in public cloud. You configure abstraction through Terraform. You describe your abstraction. You say, hey, if you're a DevOps engineer, and you can either use Web Console or Terraform, and those are equal. It's just different user interfaces. We think about Terraform as a user interface, like your browser is user interface and your Terraform is user interface, and they are equal. And DevOps engineer, they can say, hey, I want a load balancer to send traffic to these five backend IP addresses. And you, you can pro- request that using Terraform and Netris will you know, find what is the next available public IP address, will assign you uh, with the public IP address and will see w- what's the possibility to organize a load balancer. So Netris will see, okay, I have these two SoftGate nodes. Let me configure a load balancer instances on these SoftGate nodes. Or if you're a network engineer and you, let's say you deal with a you know, lot of switches and a lot of links, and it's like hard to kind of drag and drop and describe this, this many links on, on the GUI, network engineers also can use Terraform. It's an amazing tool. And because in Netris controller, everything are just simple objects. This is podcast. I cannot show this, but <laughs> I will describe in words. So there is a situation where they, where, where network engineer needs to provision like a large leaf spine fabric, and they they need to describe like hundreds of you know links. This port of this switch is connected to that port of that switch, and there's hundred. They are very much symmetric, but there's a lot. And in Terraform, you can use cycles. Uh, and you can describe in a cycle, you can say, hey, connect every 15th port, for example, or, or, or 53rd port of the switch with the first port and second port and third port. And in Terraform, it's like a five, six lines of Terraform code, but that actually creates hundreds of links in Netris. You apply that Terraform file and in Netris console, you will see hundreds of links showing on your topology diagram. And behind the scenes, Netris will do, you know, thousands of lines of configuration on all the switches because Netris has this logic how to translate that, you know, high-level abstraction into actual, you know, BGP configurations and protocols and all these low-level things. So Alex, since there's a Terraform provider, I'm assuming that means Netris has a, a some kind of a robust API sitting back there. Could, could I interact with the API directly? And if I can, would I? Do you have customers that are doing that? Our controller is kind of API first type development. So our, our GUI, the Terraform provider, and 
We also have this Kubernetes operator. All these integrations that are using our, our REST API. And we have some customers that are building some products and they want to embed Netris as a part of their product. And those type of customers, they use our REST API for embedding Netris into their product. So if you're embedding, you most probably won't want to use our REST API. If you're in a NetOps DevOps situation, you, you probably want to use a mix of Terraform provider and a web console. And those things don't conflict with each other. You can do something. There is no problem of source of truth. You know, you can start with somewhere and continue in another place without breaking things. And if companies into Kubernetes, they can use our Kubernetes operator. So that way, Netris understands standard Kubernetes constructs. Okay. And if I'm interacting with the API or I'm logging into the web portal, et cetera, I'm, I'm assuming there's some sort of authentication process. So how does, how, what do you integrate with to support authentication for Netris? We have this role-based access control thing where you can create users, user groups, user roles, user permissions. Mm -hmm. So I, idea is that for different users, you can tell Netris what what parts, what, what functions of the product they can use. So practical use case for this is that, let's take the example of DevOps engineers. You as a network engineer who's setting up Netris controller, who are the, you know, the admin of Netris controller, you want to give DevOps engineers access into Netris controller so they can control things that they care about, but you don't want them to mess around with your switches, with your upstreams, with the very, you know, networking, networking things. So this is done through role-based access control and tenants. So basically you create the user role for DevOps and you say, hey, they can use PPC, they can use virtual networks, they can use load balancers, but they cannot use BGP upstreams. They cannot use switch management. They can use network topology. And with that matrix, when DevOps engineers logs in, they see different views of the web console. They don't see networks. They don't see routers. They see load balancers. They see virtual networks, only things that they care and they understand. So that's kind of more of a standard role-based access control. But on top of that, we have this concept of tenants, which allows to map network resources to permissions. So basically, you have IP addresses and switch ports from network engineers perspective and network engineer wants to uh, safely delegate some part of ip addresses and switch ports to different groups of engineers it can be devops it can be in larger organization it can be even multiple teams network engineers may want to say hey this bucket of ip addresses goes to this team and that bucket of ip addresses goes to that team so they use role-based access control and tenants for safely delegating network resources to their internal users. Okay. So Netris supports like a multi-tenant architecture, especially if I'm a service provider and I want to provide this experience out to you know, different customers, they all have their own isolated tenant that they would go into uh, and they can't step on each other's toes as it were. Yep. So if, if, I'm, uh, if I'm an Active Directory user in-house, can I map uh, my 
Netris RBAC configuration to AD? Yeah, we support Active Directory. Yeah. Some customers are, are using that. Okay. All right, Alex, talk to me about, uh, about pipelines. If I'm all DevOpsy and infrastructure is code and I've got a provisioning pipeline, does Netris fit into that? Yeah, absolutely. Both NetOps and DevOps, they both can use pipelines. We see that DevOps people tend to use pipelines more. So since we support every construct that we have, is can be described using Terraform. And actually, we even support configuration through Kubernetes CRDs, custom resource definitions too. So depending what they prefer, you know, using Kubernetes or Terraform, they can create pipelines. And the idea is that most of the users are, are in hybrid situation, right? They have not just on-prem, they, they also have something in public cloud and it's kind of mix of public and private. So most probably they, they, have, they already have pipelines for deploying their applications and for deploying their infrastructure. And they can reuse that same pipelines. Like they can use GitOps, for example. Uh, and in GitOps, they can either use Terraform, more common use case, or they can also use Kubernetes CRDs if it's a team into very much into Kubernetes, they can use Kubernetes CRDs too. Okay, so if I already have a pipeline and I'm using it to provision my application in AWS, let's say, and I have you know the portion of my pipeline that provisions a VPC or you know grabs a subnet out of an existing VPC, all I really have to do is just switch out that portion of the code to look at the Netris presence I have in my data center and the rest of the application gets laid down the same, right? The part of your pipeline that is related to application, let's say part of the pipeline that is working with Kubernetes and launching an application with the Kubernetes, Kubernetes API is standard. Every Kubernetes distribution in the world is the same. Mm -hmm. it's, it's standard. So that part, you can have the same YAML that describes application in public cloud. You can just use exactly the same with the Netris. If your Kubernetes wants to request a load balancer, for example, from the cloud environment, it, it works in public cloud. It also works in Netris. And there is no need to make any changes because those are standard Kubernetes constructs. Uh, so you just copy, copy, paste, or, or use the same file. Now, you mentioned application pipeline and VPC pipeline. Now, VPC, there is no standard for VPC. V VPC in different public cloud providers is very much the same, very much similar. There is no standard standard. So even between public clouds, you need to make a little bit of changes, like in the syntax or very tiny changes in the concept. Mm -hmm. Same here. It's like your Netris operated private infrastructure, your on-prem infrastructure is like another cloud. It will require slight changes, but it will not require DevOps engineer to become network engineer. It will mm -hmm. let both roles to be insanely awesome doing their jobs. <laughs> I want to be insanely awesome. Sounds <laughs> good to me. <laughs> You've mentioned Kubernetes a few times and the integration. Uh, I just want to dig a little deeper into that. What, what components are you talking about when you, when you mentioned the Netris Kubernetes integration? One of the major things that you need to get Kubernetes running is this, like, how do you route 
traffic into your Kubernetes cluster. Because mm -hmm. your Kubernetes nodes and pods, they all have private IP addresses. You run your containers, interact with each other, that's provided by Kubernetes. But how do I get public traffic entering my Kubernetes cluster? And in public cloud, th this is done through Elastic Load Balancer service. And in Kubernetes, you have service construct called type load balancer. So when you describe in your application that I wish I expose my application to the world using type load balancer, that is signal to Kubernetes, an elastic load balancer will be provided by the environment. Now, Netris operator provides few things, including the very first and kind of minimal thing that you need to get your Kubernetes running on premises. That's one as an essential thing. But besides, we have integration with CNI Calico. CNI networking is transparent to us. It's no different for us what CNI users are using. All CNIs are wonderful. Some CNIs, they require special care when you go you know, for production for you know, scalable clusters. And that's the case with Calico. When you use Calico in a default configuration, it's fine. There's nothing specific. But when you want to scale your cluster that is using Calico, Calico recommends to create BGP sessions between your physical network and your Kubernetes nodes. Mm. And you need to plan this, you need to maintain this, because in Kubernetes world, like adding more nodes is a regular thing, like that happens every day, every hour. And it's really hard to keep up with that, you know, large number of BGP sessions. So what we do there, our Kubernetes operator is watching Calico, is watching Netris. And when DevOps engineer enables Netris, turns that function on, mm -hmm. Netris would, you know, learn IP addresses that Kubernetes is using, will assign AS numbers to both Kubernetes and Netris, and will organize all that BGP sessions between all your Kubernetes node and all your network switches. That way, you know, fulfilling the requirement of Calico. So Alex, a point of clarification, you were mentioning Calico and it's just a CNI and uh, Netris can consume whatever the CNI provider is. Does that mean you could consume all Calico primitives? Because that product keeps getting updated. I mean, I just read release notes for the latest thing and I think they're including now like uh, uh, EVPN, VXLAN, over IPv6 is now supported. Does that mean Netris could consume that? Or is it more, you know, whatever the Netris base functionality is, is what I'm uh, able to consume? We consume just part of primitives, those that have something to do with the physical network. So big part of CNI is that they create kind of overlay network over the physical network, and they do their own thing in a, in a private network. But that works great for small clusters and sometimes even with big clusters. But for large clusters, sometimes you want to, you know, peer your physical network with that CNI network. That's one use case. Another use case is sometimes you want your other components like your dev machines, like your virtual machines to have access into a container network. That's another reason when you want to peer your Kubernetes network with your physical network. So when, for whatever reason, you need to get access into pod network, be that because of 
you, you just want access or be that because of scaling reasons. We, we consume standard uh, primitives and make that integration just a one command thing versus like months of you know figuring out and implementation all right alex now netris is not just something that's uh you're hoping it's going to work out you actually have customers that are using the product and you got some good stories here so we we'd like to close out the show here in a couple of those and one uh you were telling us as we were prepping this show you there's an ad tech company as you put it born in the public cloud and they've become netris consumers tell us about those folks yeah so they started in public cloud just like many of this silicon valley startups and early days it is incredibly important for for companies to be in public cloud why? Because that enables them to improve fast, to engineer their product toward growth, because no growth, no reason, right? They engineer their company and product for, for the growth, they get growing. And they don't care about overhead, they don't care about cost, that's kind of secondary. But when they get to adoption, when they know, okay, now our business is going and now to get to next stage, we need to scale. And th this is pretty much when they start caring about costs and efficiency. <laughs> and they found that the cost of the cloud is becoming prohibitive for their business model. Mm. And their application is using AI, machine learning, very you know, CPU cycle heavy. That's one. Their application is very uh, network heavy lot of traffic exchange between their users and their application and it's latency sensitive they cannot have just one data center they need to have multiple locations so they need to take their applications closer to their users but they were cloud-born company their entire team was created around skills mindset of public cloud operations when they decided to you know build their physical on-prem data center They've tried to go the traditional networking route with, you know, Cisco routers, Arista switches, like traditional networking. And they found that, well, it's doable, yes, but it's gonna require them to change some of the processes in their company. And that would make their, you know, <laughs> DevOps deployment cycle slower. They don't want to slow down their development, their their delivery cycle. They want to, they want kind of, you know, replicate the cloud experience, but on premises. And this was their reaction when they saw Netris. They said, wow, this is just like the cloud. Like we all can do this, you know? So they deployed Netris in one location to give it a try. They used NVIDIA switches, a lot of servers, like 200 of one unit servers that worked out. And then they decided to deploy in five data centers to get it closer to their customers. So now in these five data centers altogether, they probably run around 3000 physical servers. In each data center, they have two softgate nodes. So with these softgate nodes, they handle the full routing table because I described that they are you know, latency sensitive and they have a lot of traffic. So they, they want to have their own relations with the upstream providers, with internet exchanges. And they manage all that using Netris. They plug into Netris managed switches and use Netris softgate for terminating all that BGP traffic. They are using load balancers. They are using network address translation. 
and VPNs that we uh, we provide through our SoftGate and VPC functionalities. Oh, okay. Well, let's turn to the polar opposite of a you know Silicon Valley startup ad tech company, a government agency. You also mentioned a government agency as one of your customers. So, can you tell us a little bit about that scenario? Yeah, that's also a cool case. So for them, not a startup, <laughs> like to your point, they have their large enterprise network and they are not going to change this large enterprise network anytime soon. But what they needed, they needed little cluster for one particular project. And they wanted that cluster to be kind of easy to operate, easy to change with a cloud-like experience. So kind of like a little cloud native island. This is what they needed to do. They don't connect upstreams or internet exchanges into this cluster, no, because their their policies doesn't allow a single project to communicate with the public internet, no. But what they do, they have switches managed by Netris agents, they have Netris soft gates, and they peer soft gates with their existing network. So their existing network is kind of providing upstream connectivity to this cloud native cluster running Netris. So from Netris experience perspective, it's just the same, but it also fits the security policy requirements of their entire organization. They are consuming their internal secured internet, which is kind of behind their, their internal firewall. So Alex, uh, both good stories. It's, uh, it's really cool to hear when you have a new product that's out there, but you got major customers that are consuming this thing in a, you know, in a major way, you know, thousands of servers and ports that you're dealing with and, uh, and consuming it in the, in the DevOps way, very, uh, very fashionable. So if people listening to day two cloud want to try Netris, Alex, where would you send them? There are two ways to try Netris. One way, if you have hardware, if you want to set up an environment, you, you can download Net Netris uh, for free and install it and try it out. If you want to try Netris, but you want, don't want to put together an environment, we are happy to provide a sandbox environment uh, for, for you to use. In sandbox environment, there's six switches, two softgate routers, and, and about 10 uh, Linux servers and Kubernetes cluster, everything pre-installed and created for you to start testing immediately without, you know, without the need, without overhead. Um, you, you, you can go to netris.ai slash try and we'll, you, you, you'll find more about these two trial options there. For Packet Pusher listeners, we have created a landing page, netris.ai slash Packet Pushers. You're welcome. Please check it out. And your documentation is also public. So, I mean, if people want to get a taste, um, they can just go poke around the Netris documentation. Yeah? Absolutely. Netris.ai yeah. slash docs. Now, Alex, if people want to harass you, I mean, uh, ask you questions on the internet about uh, Netris or anything else networking and cloud related, are you uh, out there on Twitter? You got a blog, uh, LinkedIn, any way that people can get in touch with you? I'm active on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Alex underscore Saroyan. I'm on Twitter too. And, and also we have our Slack community where our users, potential users, and our engineers, developers, they all are on that Slack community. Sometimes we're having some interesting, cool guests there, cool conversations. So you're welcome to join our Slack community. Very good. Thank you, Alex, for joining us today on Day 2 Cloud. 
And thank you for sponsoring uh, today's Day 2 Cloud episode. That is how Ned and I feed our families, so we do appreciate it when sponsors come on board. And if you're here still listening out there, virtual high fives to you for tuning in. If you ring up Netris to find out more or to queue up a proof of concept test with that netris.ai slash try, let them know you heard about it on Day 2 Cloud, part of the Packet Pushers podcast network. And if you have suggestions for future shows, either vendors you want us to talk to or explore, open source projects you want to know more about, Anything cloudy that uh, you'd like us to talk about, tweet at Day2CloudShow. Or if you're not a Twitter person, fill out the form on Ned's fancy website, nedinthecloud.com. And until then, just remember, cloud is what happens while IT is making other plans.